You don't chant oh, for yourself. Oh, yes. my bad. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You like to talk. I understand. <laughs> uh, big morning for Gregory. We'll get to it. Yeah, we're gonna. We're definitely going to discuss. Uh, please make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. We are now less than 1,000 subscribers away from 50K. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. A lot of people helped us out. Once again, if you have a Bears fan out there you want to send this link off to, please do tell them to hit the subscribe button. If you listen to the podcast but you've never watched this on YouTube, please jump on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And I'm going to add a little bit more to this, okay? Because I had a very good source yesterday informed oh. me of some information that I I personally feel pretty confident that Greg Braggs Jr. does not want out in the public. So, oh my oh God, God. wow. If, if we get to 50K uh, by the end of the week, I will disclose this information. This is exciting. <laughs> no, I'll yeah. be, I'm nervous. Yeah. Over here. So, how oh, about like, that for I'm an incentive? Intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's nothing bad. Oh, are you talking about? And, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Don't worry about it. Uh, I bet you you don't. Where I lied to my boss last year to work at the combine. <laughs> No, but that <laughs> was that was revealing right yesterday. But that's not <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I don't care if he knows. No, I know, I know. But no, this is better than that. This is better than that. And um, I'm just throwing it out there. If if we get 50k, that information is coming out. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at CSU underscore Bears. Been a good morning there. Uh, a lot of good content popping up on the Twitter account. We're also on Instagram, CSGO underscore Sports on Instagram. And uh, we're going to have up-to-the-minute combine coverage all week long. Die-hard com- uh, coverage this week. I'm going to throw out a newsletter. I'm hoping tomorrow morning, some point this week, I will have a die-hard newsletter. Uh, and, of course, the mock draft came out yesterday. What else we got? We had Braggs did a, like a two-hour die-hard overtime yesterday yeah. on his way down here. And uh, we welcome our brand-new diehards to CHGO. My man, Phil, leader, Zach. Dynamic Rob, Killer Kyle, Awesome Aaron, and Daredevil David. We're going quick today because it's a very newsy day. Thank you so much to all of you, Phil, Zach, Robert, Kyle, Aaron, and David. Welcome to the Die Hard family. We appreciate you. All right. To recap the morning, um, I did a terrible job packing, so I had to go to the grocery store this morning, pick <laughs> up some things. Uh, we got here just barely on time, at least the time I gave you guys, 930. Got here, though. We were ready to go. Uh, Ryan Poles talked at 10:15 Eastern time. A lot of interesting stuff. We're going to bring you a bunch of clips from that and uh, and discuss it here in a second. Then we got some little bit of work done, some stuff out. Matt Eberflus just got do- got done talking in this room next to us uh, just moments before the show started. So a lot to get to and some Jalen Johnson conversation as well. But first, I want to start with just this before we get to the clips. Biggest takeaway. From Ryan Poles talking this morning for each of us. We'll go through this quickly. But for me, for me, it is when Greg asked him about comparisons between Caleb Williams and Patrick Mahomes, he didn't shy away from it. This is a guy who scouted Patrick Mahomes, was part of the Chiefs organization in Kansas City, knows a little something about that. Now, he didn't like go all the way in and say, yeah, they're exactly the same, but he said there are pieces that are similar. So this is, this is the team and the general manager that has the number one overall pick in this draft 
and not shying away from that comparison? Because let me tell you, the, the normal GM response to that would be something that I think actually Adam Peters gave you later this morning, the commander's GM, when right. you tried to get him on some of that. It wasn't exactly the same question, but you asked him about the quarterbacks, and he was just like, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. We're not that far along enough in this process. That's the normal GM response. Right. So I that stood out to me that, oh, okay, we're 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 not shying away from Mahomes here. Well, and we'll hear the question here in a little bit, but like I, I really framed it in a sense of what Cliff Kingsbury said, because to me that stands out. This is a guy that coached both Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams. He's called them eerily similar. Brian Poles and Matt Eberflus had an offensive coordinator meeting with him this year to mm-hmm. obviously do a lot of digging into, you know, the potential of, you know, a guy like that being your offensive coordinator, but also probably more importantly, a deeper dive into the potential of Caleb Williams. So they just talked, you know, with, with him. And so I I think that that's a big part of this evaluation is the coaches that have, have taught these guys through college. All right, we're keeping moving. We're going to talk about more of that later. What was your biggest takeaway? Well, he leaned into the arm angle is what I just wanted to say about that part, the, the, the creative ability to throw. And yes, we'll hear the quote in a little bit. It was a great job by you, Gregory, with the question. My, My biggest takeaway is that, Ryan Poles feels way more on edge now than he did a year ago at this time. Not saying that he's losing his mind, not saying that. Uh... That was your biggest takeaway. Oh, that he wants this done tomorrow. Okay. So you're, you're going, back, <laughs> you're going back to what I said then that was a long time ago. I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, you now. changed in the last two hours. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So, okay. Now I'm off track. It's kind of the same thing. Right. But I just think he is exactly more. What well, is this? The same general point that, that look, he would like to have this thing done tomorrow. That's what he said. And like the media laughed at him, but he's like, no, 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 I'm serious. I'd like to have this done tomorrow because he's sitting on a very hot, stressful seat. He's got to make this decision. And he's talked over and over again about how he wants to do right by Justin that- and, how, and how he's kept in contact with Justin's team. And nobody wants to live in the gray is how he put it. So he, the liking and respect for Justin, of course, was there again. And then the last part for me, and I'm, I'm sorry, I went a little long here, Hoger, but he leaned into the person, the person, the person, the person, the person, the person matters to him who he's putting in that locker room if he's going to take Justin out of it. So that's the final piece that we're going right. that he's going to have here at the combine. And you just said it. That for me is the biggest takeaway is him saying, "I got to do right by Fields." That, okay. for, yeah. Yeah. I think for most fans, that's what stood out the most. You know, I'm going to stick to the script here because the NFL script were scripted. Jalen Johnson's contract. They said it's in the process of getting Jalen done. Uh, conversation are going well. So there is a newsy item there. They obviously want to have Jalen Johnson would prefer not to do the franchise tag, but are still working on getting that, that longer term contract done. So there's some of the big takeaways from this conversation. Now we're going to get into more of the weeds of some of this individually. And we'll start with, um, I I think we got about five clips here to play for you from this interview. So we'll start with um, the uncertainty about, Justin Fields, kind of more of what Karm was just talking about and what Ryan Poles had to say about the uh, the field side of all of this craziness. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. 
So it, it did look, we talked about this on yesterday's show and we discussed like what polls would say about the fields part of this. And I thought these answers today were pretty good on that. There, there's definitely some empathy. There's definitely, um, you know, awareness of his feelings. However, one of the questions I couldn't get into that I was trying to yell from the back and failed. Um, when was the ex- when was the last time you talked to Justin? Because his answers to some of this was, "Well, we've been in contact with his camp." Yep, right. And I want and I was trying to get a follow up in. Well, when's the last time you talked to Justin? Because I think that's important. And maybe it was yesterday, but we don't necessarily know. Um, well, he did tell him in his exit interview that they're going to lean into transparency, is how he put it during this time. So, but I- it also sucks because there's not much to. Exactly. There's not much to say about it right now. You know what I mean? Like, what are you supposed to tell him? It's been nothing but people like us talking about it for the last few months. And it's obvious that Justin is annoyed by the process, as you would expect, as he's wanting to know what his future is going to be. And there is not a whole lot of communication coming from the Bears because they don't know their final decision yet, even though it seems, at least to a lot of people around here, that there's no question that they're going to be drafting Caleb Williams. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that Ryan Poles can do if he doesn't have a decision made is like, hey, we'll give you an update when we have an update. So there's going to be a lot of downtime in between. If we're at this point right now, obviously Justin Fields wants clarity if he's going to be traded. But, hey, if they're not there at that point at the higher management of the Bears, then there there really isn't much. I would assume there isn't much communication because they don't know that final answer that they, they're ultimately wanting to achieve right now. Well, the person, the person, the person. We're going to be putting. We're going to be doing darts. They're doing that again this year. Yep. Leaning into the in, into getting them relaxed. Let's just see what they're like. Let's see how you putt. Or if you choose darts, what would you what would you choose? Would you go puttering or darts? You'd go putting, right? Uh, I would throw a dart. No, nah, I'd go putting. I'd throw a dart. Ted Lasso, do the darts. Like I, it. I was actually hoping for an upgrade on last year's activity. Like, the, what's the new one this year? But okay. Yeah, I know. No, there's, no, no they're sticking deal. to the script. Worked out pretty good for them last year. Look, I, I, I think darts, there's... The only the only downside in darts is if you miss the board completely. <laughs> That's a red flag. But like if you putt, like you're expected to make the putt. And if you don't make it, it just doesn't look good. Whereas like whatever you hit on the dartboard is fine. And then it has the bonus of if you nail a bullseye, like you might go number one. They might draft you number yeah, one. I suppose that could be it. Yeah. But, but the thing is like leaning into the person, those interviews are 20 minutes, right? I think they're 15. So... I, I, I'm sure there will be more, but you have to really be a complete fool to blow a 15-minute interview. I mean, I think I could probably get through a 15-minute interview, and people might think that I'm fairly normal. I mean, it's really not that. I, maybe not. Maybe not. But, like, as a reach. I'm just, you know, I, I remember, I remember I mean, my interview with you when I was hired as an intern at WGN back in th- 2008. That took three minutes. I, I don't even know if it went 15 minutes, but I came out of the interview going, weirdo. Yeah. I mean, if you know, if, you if know doing that, a 15-minute interview, he's answering but, one question for 15 minutes. Uh, Maybe so. Thank you. You can't ever talk about <laughs> long winded. Yeah, you were the last. Yeah. So, but, 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 but like, I'm I, second to last. But just, but let's think about it. He's talking, Paul's is talking about the person, the person, the person. It's going to be hard for Caleb to not come across as a likable guy. So then what's he going to do? I mean, well, there's way more to the process than that. There's going to be a dinner. 
in LA. There's going to be a pro day. There's going to be all kinds. Exactly. Of stuff. Okay. Fine. So, so, so this, this is, is gonna, one part. Of it. So this is going to drag out for a while. This is not. Yeah, mm, but it, but, no? but again, Ryan said he wants. You know, if they're going to go down that road, he wants to do right by Justin before free agency. So, like to me, that they, they did somewhat put a timeline on this. That's fair. Yeah. Well, and let's get to, okay, so here's the next thing from polls. Uh, this was, uh, does this include Braggs's outstanding Pulitzer Prize winning question or not? I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but this is a question yes, about it does. It does. Uh, perform, uh, basically the Mahomes Caleb comp. In terms of your quarterback evaluation when you were in Kansas City, Cliff Kingsbury said that, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams are eerily similar. When you watch the tape, do you see that? There's pieces. There's pieces that are similar. Uh, obviously, the one that stands out to everyone is just different arm angles. Um, that's a unique trait. Not a lot of guys um, can do that. Uh, I give Jeff King, um, who's on my team, credit. He, he painted a picture of, you know, there's two types of quarterbacks. There's artists and then there's surgeons. Um, so within that group, you can kind of see who's the artist create, that's really creative, um, doesn't draw within the lines where there's more of surgeons who are, you know, like your typical, like the Brady's and Peyton. So um, you kind of branch them out on those buckets and go from there. So that's where they're, they're similar. Is there a percentage you pre prefer with artists and surgeons? No, winners. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of, he sort of leaned into that. He's got some bit of both. Did I, am but, I hearing that right? But I guess that's my point. It didn't sound like when he first started that answer, I thought what he was going to be saying was there's quarterbacks that are just artists but the real ones are surgeons. That's not exactly how he landed the plane on it though, because he kind of made it more like, well, there's two types and it's kind of more of whatever your flavor is. I mean, that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to understand like, okay, is there a percentage of, cause like, I think a guy like Patrick Mahomes is both. He can carve you up and, and dissect you like a surgeon. And then he has that artistry to get out of the pocket and, do things unique that aren't seen by many quarterbacks and, you know, get creative, you know, when he's getting in the red zone, he throw, gets the defense to suck and he throws it over the top of their head. So, you know, he said at the end of the day, he wants winners, of course, mm -hmm. but I just think initially when he, when he's talking about Jeff King, his scouting director and how they're looking at quarterbacks, you know, I, I would say Justin Fields is certainly an artist, you know, when it comes to the way he plays the quarterback position and creates, uh, but is he a surgeon? That's the question. Okay. Um, I think it's just interesting that there's a window behind the scenes of how this is going. Like these are the conversations and this is a scouting director. He's telling there's artists and there's surgeon. There's two ways to do this. And polls is telling you when he says winners, I don't care how you do it. As long as we're winning games. Like I'm, I don't have a huge preference. Like you can be super creative. That's sweet. If you win or, or you can be a statue in there, but you get rid of the ball and you move us down the field and get us in the end zone. I'm down with that too. So, which also speaks to the way Flus was talking today about how they've talked about Shane Waldron. They like him because he can develop different styles of quarterbacks. So, well, and again, he went back to the adjustment thing too. Yep. Um, and and adjustment real, real quick on Flus, I, and there wasn't much from Flus. Um, Stacy Eberflus is his stylist. That was the biggest piece of news. Like. <laughs> What? I don't think that's her name. Did I get it wrong? What'd you say? Stacy? Stacy was no, that's, Matt Nagy. Stacy Dales. 
Matt Nagy's wife was Stacy. Yeah, my bad flus. Start with a C. I don't remember. Cookie flu? <laughs> was it cookie? I, I think my I think my biggest takeaway from the Matt Eberflus presser <laughs> is that candy flus. No. Was it candy? It's not candy. I'll look it up. I I, I think the biggest Jerry takeaway Rossman. I had from the Matty Berflus presser is that I think he's fully aware that I fired him four times this season. Yeah, actually, Stephen, do we have that photo I uh, <laughs> I sent to you right before the show started? It's in Slack if you have it. If you have a second, he, um, it, it, I, I happened to capture the moment that uh, Flus was listening to this suited up gentleman in the front row of the presser that was firing away uh with questions and um you know i just i thought it was an interesting photo i thought the way he was looking at you <laughs> yes it well, was um it was interesting i think we'll have it here in a second but um yeah I, what i was saying with the flu stuff pete carroll his conversation with pete carroll i mm-hmm. thought it was like the one the one big takeaway that he's like, I talked to Pete Carroll, and he's raving about Shane Waldron's ability to adjust, and he's raving about uh, his work with quarterbacks, and that made him feel good about, you know, the the hire here. So there's the photo of. Yeah. If, Can you imagine? Staring daggers who, in Bragg's heart. Who is this weird guy that somehow believes that, even though he's been here for five seconds, that he should be in the front row with his suit on? And is that the guy on that? podcast that's been crushing me yeah, that and fired me want to be fired in week two <laughs> week five we tried to get jim harbaugh in here <laughs> I, I i asked him whether or not he thought that the playoffs were a fair expectation and i get that we're at the combine and the draft hasn't happened and free agency hasn't happened but kevin warren spoke very clearly about year three being a jump and i just think there there is an expectation on this team to make a jump next year and Flus could have said, yeah, you know, I, I I love the talent. I think we can absolutely get there. But he's, he's like, well, we got a long way to go. There's this, there's this, there's that. Draft, free agency, all mm-hmm. of it. So he w- he wasn't going to stamp that we should be a playoff team next year. And I, I get that it's early, but I thought it was a, at least minorly interesting answer. All right, the next thing we have from Ryan Poles, um, kind of going back to the field side of this, and this press conference was sort of back and forth. It was, you know, some fields conversation at the beginning, then Caleb Williams, then fields. Um, but one of the – one of the things that's definitely involved in this whole thing is just if they trade Justin Fields, how does the team dynamic handle that? How does the locker room handle that? And it, this is about polls dealing with the support for Justin on the team. You know, he's a leader. Every Everything our guys have said is true. And not surprised our guys have said what they have said. I feel the same way. Um, and I think sometimes this whole thing gets, you know, Justin versus another person. Um, and I have to look at it a little bit differently. I take that into effect. That's why the person is so important when we evaluate other people that would come in in that position. Um, but also it's my job to think of the long term. And, and a lot of our guys kind of don't don't see that. That's not their, their job to do that. And they defend their guy, which I think speaks volume, volumes about our culture. And our life. Do you guys think that this is a big deal or not? I think it's a big-ish deal. But I think depending on the... Timing of the trade, if and when it happens, will affect how big of a deal it actually is. And I know I've said this before, but I'm like, if you trade Justin next week, I think by the time they get in the building April 15th, you can smooth things over. And you can, you know, everyone's going to come in there and understand the situation. By then, a month will have gone by since the trade happened. Um, 
as opposed to if this happens on draft night and Justin's already been back in the building, or does Justin yeah. even come back in the building on April 15th? Remember, that's optional. You know, is, is he so much in limbo with two weeks before the draft that he doesn't even show up? Because that's, I, I would put that on the table. As much as Justin's obviously a team player, it's a very weird situation to be in. So that would, to me, be another reason on the list of Carm, like earlier when we were talking about like him saying, I'll, yeah, ideally, I'd rather get this done tomorrow. I I can't imagine a scenario where where Justin's back in the building if they haven't made a decision yet. That seems way off. But I also think, like to the larger point, as far as just communicating to the team, sure, there will be guys in there that will feel bad that Justin's gone. And there are also professional athletes who see guys leaving and going all the time, and they're going to move forward and try to make as much money in as many games they possibly can, whoever is quarterback in the team. So I don't, I don't think that there's going to be some huge thing that the Bears are going to have to overcome as long as the guy that they're bringing in is capable of stepping in and, and being in the role and, and, and owning his space in, in that locker room. Nope. Yeah, Nick, you're in there all the time. What do you think? So I would say the sooner the better because I think after the season – when you're asking guys this question, of course, they're going to be really supportive of Justin Fields, but we've had a couple of players on the CHO Bears podcast, and I think they understand it is a business. So if the Bears do go in this direction, like Ryan Poles was just saying earlier, like that's his job to do. I think the players would understand that. So if you're looking to make this big time decision, yes, of course, sooner better. So then you can get acclimated and go into these camps and have presumably the new quarterback in there, give him time to acclimate to his new teammates. But I even think some of the Bears players, when you ask them about Justin Fields, they understand that this is a possibility as opposed to early on, right after the season ended. It's like, you're going to go to bat for Justin Fields no matter what. He's the guy you just went this, went through the whole entire season with. So sooner the better, but I think a lot of these players just understand this is a business. For sure. I, 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 to me, it's a clarity across the board. Justin's peace of mind. But from an organizational standpoint, free agency standpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why Ryan Poles traded the number one pick last year this, you know, a week from, you know, today, last year, you know, uh, and so the reason being, so you can have clarity on how you're going to approach the rest of your off season. So I, I think it's peace of mind for both sides of the, the, the aisle on this. Yeah. And I think especially that other team that's involved in the trade, if you're acquiring Justin, I mean, you want to know who your quarterback is mm-hmm. ideally, you know, before free agency, right. um, because you don't want to be stuck at the end of the draft not have any of the guys in the draft, not have Justin, however it works out, because, um, you know, let's say there's three teams that really want Justin. Well, two of them's not going to get him. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's an interesting situation. My, my, I've been around this long enough. I think they're going to be fine no matter what. Um, As far as? Like getting over it. Getting over it, I think they'll be fine. I think the bigger question, honestly, is You're talking about the players. Yeah, the yeah. locker room. I mean, you've already got I, Fields talking about playing. Not, yeah. I mean, he's talking about the Falcons and the Steelers with the same Brown brothers on a podcast. He's currently on the Bears roster talking about other teams in the NFC. Yeah, that doesn't really bother me that I'm much. Not, but he was asked about. He was asked it. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't bother me. But but here's the thing. I just like it. To me, it's just more about the awkwardness level of it, because. If it's not resolved by April 15th when they're all back in the building, then it becomes a little awkward. I think the bigger question just becomes more you zoom out like a year from now and what is the quarter di- quarterback dynamic in that locker room like compared to what it is now with Justin? 
you know, no matter who the quarterback is that that's in there, um, that, that, that's, and, and that's the bigger thing to me. I don't think there's some type of mutiny that happens if they trade Justin Fields, but that doesn't mean that's going to be the exact same. In fact, it won't be. You, anytime you change the quarterback room, there's going to be different dynamics. Which goes back to why he keeps on talking about the person, the person, the person, because Poles knows that, hey, look, uh, if, as long as I put somebody in there that can be a leader for this team, be a first-class guy, then I think the locker room is going to be just fine. If I bring in somebody who's going to not be that, then – well, then things could get a little could bit ugly. Clash, but yeah. you know what? It's not. It, the, the thing is, is like when look, when the quarterback room was Justin Fields, Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. You had any character concerns about any three of those guys? Well, Nick Foles was certainly raised in hell that last year. Well, I'm just saying, but but, but that, that's I'm not saying he's a bad character guy. But that's my that point. He was not happy. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. my point. My point is that. Just because these guys, you could get, assemble a whole team of good dudes, that doesn't mean that once you get inside those that locker room or those meeting rooms, that everything's just oh we have a great we have a great locker room everything's great. No, it's the NFL. Tensions are high, right? You know, and winning solves everything too. Yeah, like you can have some guys that have different personalities and whatnot; they may not fit. But if you're winning on the football field, hey, that's what's going to solve everything right there. Yep. Exactly. All right, now um, the. Next brag was this the last this was this the last question? I think it was the last question. Yeah. Um from Ryan or two Ryan polls, I should say. Um, on if basically if you are zeroed in on your guy, is there anything that could you move you off your guy? If you identify a quarterback prospect as your guy, is there any price that can move you off of your guy? Um, would it be our guy? Right, like it's it's not about me at all. Um, that's hard to answer right now because I need kind of the whole puzzle put together to to figure that out. So that beginning part was a little bit of a dodge, where he's picking on like just or just not picking the wording, you, but, but just like yeah, he, he's like yeah, well, it's our guy. You know, the, the the reason I bring that up is in comparison to your first question about bringing up Mahomes. Where he directly answered, well, there's pieces to it. This was more of a GM trying to avoid the answer to the question because it was a great question. It's a very important question. Like, because it's very possible that they have, they're leaning one way, that they feel very strongly about one of these quarterbacks, presumably most likely Caleb Williams. But what is the package that would actually move you off that guy? Um, Does every player have a price? Or is there some players that have no price? Mm -hmm. They're they're priceless, like you. Thank you. Well, that's right. <laughs> well, to me, you are priceless, as as are all of you. Um, look, I, I think it's informative though, because everyone's like, "Well, Fields isn't Poles' guy. He wants to go get his 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 guy." So then, my my little shallow Sigmund Freud five second psychological analysis of that thing is like, "Look, it ain't about me, man. It's not about me getting my guy in here so I can tell you that I drafted this guy and I found him right. and that's why we are winning. It's because of me. I don't think he's looking at it like this. I think he's just he's he, he's it's more steward of the franchise trying to do that what's best for the team. If that's Justin, great. And if it's Caleb, great. But he's trying to make a decision, not so much to have quote unquote his guy. Right. And that's what they say, right? Nick is is they uh fans are always saying like a GM is gonna get his guy. He's not gonna get you know, saddled with a quarterback that he didn't draft. So I, I, I just, you know, I'm curious 
or it is interesting that he doesn't look at it that way or at least won't openly admit it. Well, I mean, it's a collaborative effort on finding their guy. Like he was kind of deflecting the wordage there. Right. So I think as an organization, you all want to say that this is, this is the guy that we all invested in right here. So, I mean, I get why he went the route that he did when answering the question, but ultimately they're still trying to find, Quote unquote, well, and when they, you know, drafted Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, Ryan Poles wasn't the head of that evaluation, but he was a part Couch of scouting, that team. Yeah. You know, they they all as a collaborative, you know, decided this was the our guy that we want to go all in on. I mean, it's tricky too. Like if he says no, there is no price, then it's like, oh, is, is he? And then you wonder, like, well, is he the guy? Is he saying that he's the guy? Like, I, I it's, he could have said that. Absolutely not. If if I think this guy is a stud, there's I ain't trading it. Period. Would have been a very direct, cool answer, but he didn't. He didn't go there. Or yes, there is a price, and if somebody wants to give me an insane generational haul, which is kind of what he said earlier in the, he did. He did at one time in that press conference basically just say like, last year worked out. We got a haul that really helped our team, and that's what we'd be looking for again. Mm-hmm. He did say that, so, yeah. so he did. He did lay. You know, I thought Ryan Bowles did overall a pretty good job today of of. I, I don't think it changed anything off the where this seems to be headed. Um, but he left both doors open for both possibilities, at least. And he did, he did. put out to the rest mm-hmm. of the league. And as he says, his phone's been blowing up that, you know, we're open for business on both ends. We want to hear all the offers. We want to hear what everyone's interested in. And and then we'll go make the, the best decision for the franchise. You know what the best decision for us? I know at some point tonight will be. What's that, Adam? Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. Plenty of Miller Lite. Miller Lite. So delicious. So fantastic. 3.2 grams of uh, carbs in that uh, 12-ounce can, Hogue. Yeah, that's right. How many, how, many, uh, how many calories? I believe it was 92. 90, 92 94. 94? 96? 96. 96. 96. It's, it's, it's been a long morning. Yeah. Just a lot of Miller Lite. 96. Alex Brown. Think about it that way. There we go. There, there we go. There, there you are. But no matter how you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day or, you know, I guess the NFL combine here, it's a great excuse to gather with friends and crack open a cold one. Enjoy these moments with Miller Lite, the original light beer, and still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want, less of the stuff you don't. And uh, that's why it's our go-to light beer, which you got to go light here at the combine because there's there's you gotta pace yourself you gotta pace yourself it's a it's a long week somebody's already lost their voice i don't know which one of us yeah (laughs) well he's been asking all he's been asking some great questions so you know when you ask 16 questions the head coach yes in a 15 minute press conference that's the reason (laughs) yeah you know you lose you lose your voice but you know we'll get it back well some miller light will will help a little bit with that miller light celebrating st patrick's day this year by offering lucky winners and their crew the opportunity to see the Chicago River dyed green up close and personal on the Miller Lite party boat. To enter for your chance to win, visit MillerLite.com slash Chicago St. Pat's. It's Chicago S-T-P-A-T-S. No purchase necessary. Promotion ends March 1st and is only open to legal residents of Illinois and Indiana who are 21 years or older. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. All right, coming up this weekend, Adam Hogue will be there rocking and rolling. It is Monster Jam time. It's the most. I sold you on Monster Jam last night. You did. You got me. You needed some convincing, I, and by the end of the conversation, you're like, I might come. I, I, I am debating spending my Saturday somewhere 
around the Hogue family at Monster Jam. Did you know how much the t- one individual tire weighs on a Monster Jam truck there, Sir Hogue? No. One ton. Uh, no, that it's only a tire now. It's not, it's not, it's a heavy tire. They, 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 oh, I thought we were talking about Braggs. Is uh, they're they're sixty eight inches tall and they weigh. I lost my train of thought. There. I didn't know I was going there, buddy. Six hundred and forty five pounds. That's a heavy tire. I, even, what? I was gonna say you had one ton of excitement over your uh, question getting played on the Rich Eisen show. Today. I'm looking at it right now. That's awesome. Yeah, he's Ian Fishbane on the Rich Eisen show. Wow, you would do yeah. I mean, Fishbane was actually on the show, nah, but nah, you're, you're nah, basically nah. Like, <laughs> no, no. We don't have to go through, you know, the well, which, which question did he play? The Caleb versus Mahomes. Okay, that's that's excellent work by you, no. Greg. Let's Maybe. see if John Greenberg writes an article about that. Yeah. John? <laughs> Greenberg is having a great time with us, yeah, and, and, and we love John Greenberg. That's and, the first thing I said to John last night. And uh, We also love Monster Jam, though. By the way, Ron Revere coming up later in the show. Hey, the most unexpected, unscripted, and unforgettable motorsports experience for families and fans in the world today is coming back to Chicagoland for the adrenaline-charged weekend. It's this weekend, All-State Arena, March 1st to the 3rd. This weekend, come on out. The world's best drivers showed up their crazy skills and all-out racing in a fierce head-to-head battle for the event championship. See world-class athletes like Greg Braggs in action, performing the craziest stunts in motorsports. Experience the big-time family fun. Monster Jam, unexpected, unscripted, unforgettable. This is Monster Jam. See it live at Allstate Arena, March 1 to 3rd this weekend. Uh, the link Wait, for what tickets. One to the three. <laughs> one, one is Friday, three is Sunday. You're going on Sunday. I might go on Sunday. We won't be there Friday because we'll be here. Saturday's a possibility. But, of course, Sunday's a great day to go. And the link is for tickets are in the description. Come on out. Gary Ross is going to be there. Monster Jam. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Uh, yes, we do have Ron Rivera coming up later in the show. We ran into Ron. Had a really good conversation with him uh, earlier this morning. He, of course, a lot of connections to the Bears, besides just playing for the 85 Bears, obviously, right. which was the bit number one. Uh, but a lot of things to talk to him about because Eric Washington coached under him in Carolina. Um, that guy Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat played for him last year. Uh, he coached against the Bears offense the last couple of years, mm-hmm. coached against Justin Fields, and he's getting in the media right now too so he wasn't holding back on some of his thoughts on what the bears what the bears need to look at with their quarterback decision so that's all coming up uh a little bit later on the show but we got to talk about jalen johnson obviously the quarterback talk a big part of this morning with ryan poles but uh the jalen johnson was maybe the newsiest Mm -hmm. part um because again yesterday's show we talked about like what is he gonna say uh basically what he had to say was this Jalen Johnson. Um, in the process of getting Jalen Johnson done, um, conversations are going well at this time. Uh, we feel like we've done a really good job um, kind of coming to the table strong, um, showing the respect um, that he's due just in terms of his production through his career and really an emphasis on the turnovers that he created this past year. Our expectation is that's going to continue to go um, as he's with the Bears. Um, when I say coming strong, that means cash flows are strong, guarantees are strong. Uh, the term is strong for him um, being hit with his age. Uh, there's a really good opportunity for him to go back to the market again um, and continue to earn money and play well. And hopefully that's where the Bears for a long period of time. So I'm excited about that. Uh, like I've said about those deals all the time, it takes two to tango and you got to find a, a place that everyone feels comfortable with. So uh, I feel really good about that situation. 
talking about getting it done. Um, talking about kind of reveal, like without going through numbers, revealing parts of what their offer is right now, saying that it's strong in guarantees, giving him an op- opportunity to get back on the market at some point, which tells me it's not necessarily the longest term deal, maybe a three year deal. Might be talking, you know, sort of like the Allen Robinson contract the Bears signed him to, uh, which was a three-year deal originally. But sounds that, like they're coming up on the money and maybe down in the years. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a good way to think about it. Um, I found it positive though that I mean they're they're going in this tra- you know this trajectory right now where it seems like that obviously the priority. They want Jalen Johnson here. Even even hearing Matt Eberflus a, a little bit ago, yep. like he hopes they're they're close. He said that. So he I, talked I, about how important he was exactly. To the defense. I mean that goes without saying, but he really illustrated it. Well, based on what was said today, if the franchise tag ends up being used by the end of this deadline coming up, that would be a disappointment. I think to everybody involved, it sounds like. Yeah. And, and I and I, I I think that they're all hoping that they. It, it sounds to me like, and even, even including what Flew said to say today, like he said he's proud that he became a ball guy who got mm-hmm. got his hands on the ball more and and started making those plays, and that was an important part of this. So yep. my my translation to that is that equals money. Now, on the other hand, are they going to bring up the couple drop pick six pick sixes in there? Probably, yeah. Two, and I think they're hoping. Hey, Jalen, look, we'll we'll bring you to the top of the market in APY average per year. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make this a little bit shorter of a deal. We're gonna get you back into the market in a couple of years from now, maybe three years from now, um, two, and give you that opportunity as as we make you you know one of the highest paid corners over the next few years. And I think too, like Mark, you asked uh, Eberflus the question about competing. Jalen Johnson being here for a longer period of time helps the Bears to be in that window of competing. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL and showed that he can create the ball production that they've been looking for that he bet bet on himself to do in 2023 and to compete. You need to have elite players at premium positions. That's what Jalen Johnson is. So in order to get to where the bears want to go and ultimately being in the playoffs, you need to keep those guys. And preferably if you can do it on a longer term deal, it's exactly how the bears should be approaching this. That's how Jalen Johnson should be doing it because that's also going to mean more money in his pocket. I'm going to go a little bold here. We're, this is Tuesday. We're here till we are here till Friday. Uh oh. I think the, I think it gets done before we leave. Wow. Oh. Prediction. Well, agents are here too. That he's Ryan Poles. He laid out basically the whole thing of what's going on. It's, it's got to be close. He's got to be right well, who's there. Who's going to get more sleep this week, Ryan Poles or Greg? Uh, ooh, Ryan. Well, Greg is planning Ryan. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how. Okay, so they have all these prospect interviews they got to do. They got the workouts to watch. Ryan's got every team in the league calling him right now. We Not saw him, literally. We but, saw him walking down the hall on the phone. He's talking on the phone. We mm-hmm. we we buried that. That was. By the way, do you know why he was late? No, he was talking to Larry Mayer. That's lunch Larry. lunch, lunch with Larry. Yeah, it was lunch with Larry. But rude to Larry. But don't, br- brunch with Larry. Don't like uh-huh. Larry. Yeah. Don't say that about Larry. Larry's a nice gentleman. Overrated, Larry. 
Shooting, you know, Larry, Larry's just Larry. not respecting the media. It's 10 minutes late. I got a lot of things to do. We no, were I love, I love Rivera in that time, though. That's well, we could have gone longer with Rivera if we had known that, Le- that lunch yeah, with Larry was good point. Larry should have texted us and said, You can keep going with your Ron Rivera interview. Right. All right. I got interrupted by a meeting by, starting by a meeting. in the middle of our <laughs> interview. Freaking You'll see that no second. Rude of Larry. Um, but what I was going to get to is when he got when he finally got done talking to Larry, and then Larry came down the hallway, and then and then that was the most dramatic entrance I've ever seen in my life. The by wa- poles the or by Larry? No, the walk up with poles. It started in that uh, walk, the skywalk that goes across. Right. Uh, I think that's West Street, right outside the JW Marriott. Sure. And they're already got bearish photographers taking photos of them. Then it's a huge walk down this convention hallway. And then he finally gets like, Paul's Taylor Swift, man. That that's I was thinking if I was Ryan Poles in that situation, like what do you what do you are you looking at one of the camera? Are you looking at a spot trying to like not even think that they're there? I was like trying to picture myself in that situation. Like, how would I handle all those cameras just watch me walk? Yeah. Just focus. I actually have a little bit of a video of it. I should probably put on the social medias. Um, quickly back to focusing the tag deadline. It, they they can tag him obviously, but right, the window goes until March fifth, so it's not a lot of time. You know, my my bold prediction is that they get it done by March first. They they really oh, yeah. It's not. I mean, we're coming up on it here. So, I mean, that basically means that if it's not done by the time they leave here, that's that's got to be the biggest priority. You know, I mean, it's early it. next week. But that that's kind of what I was getting at was just like there's so much. Like this week is just so busy for the Bears, for Ryan Poles in particular. Um, you know, at some point he's gonna have to take some time away too to to you know talk to Greg. That's right. And, be, and continue that angle. That'd be tradition. quite lovely. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things on the agenda. There. Well, Greg is planning on finding polls at some bar this week and buying him <laughs> as many drinks as he can possibly consume, correct? That is your plan? Yeah, that's the plan. And yeah. Me and Ryan will shoot shots until we get this thing figured out. Ooh. Well, now, that, <laughs> man, that I would love to film yes, and share with everybody. Yeah. But that's not happening. <laughs> hey, look, uh, i mean john, the whole thing's not happening but look, yeah jo- john lynch is over there you want to yell arguable go- arguable goat at him well he him? did fleece the bears that one time i'd love to talk to him if you could, just go, if you <laughs> could go remove talk. yourself from the show and get him in here that'd be wonderful that's exactly how the combine works you just ask random gms walking around if they'll just come sit down well, he's having a combo over there we probably can get him it's called an interview yeah it probably pre-scheduled um all right we good on the Jalen Johnson situation? Yeah, I hope they get some. I was a little sure. I was a little bit surprised that it was that demonstrative of but I think it was a good good play by him too. Good. Hey, we're doing our part. Good we're years. We're all in. That's true. Good years, good money, good everything. Yeah. He's gonna be a free agent again. It's good. It's really good. Basically saying, All right, you wanna take it? And the ball's in back in your cart. Yeah. Uh, court, I should say. So that was um Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Karma's the wrong. Oh, 
You know what? Maybe I should tell yeah, everybody about uh, Circa <laughs> yeah, in the Thank meantime you. Go right now. The tight money line splits, low hold model games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use, you know, the, the minus 115 or even the minus 120 split. Circa sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, you know, the futures, golf tournaments, etc. But especially compared to the other books, high app. Limits and transparency. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do not limit winning players. That's huge. And we encourage betters to download and explore all sports betting apps available. And you can compare the lines from each sports book yourself. And the Circa customer service. There are real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion. Unlike other books who use chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook and Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Here's what you need to do. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Get your dry cleaning, all your cleaning done at CB1 Price Cleaners. Customers saving over 30% on their dry cleaning bill by switching to CB1 Price Cleaners. Other cleaners, they charge a different price for every garment type. They got upcharges, and they may, you're going to go in there, you can have pay, pay a different price price each time you visit you don't want that you want cd1 price cleaners where they charge one low price for any garment that's right sports jerseys same low price you want to get your new bears whoever you think they're going to draft jersey get it clean to get it clean at cd1 price cleaners which has your order ready the same or the next day which is sweet Dry cleaning is part of their things they do, but they also wash and fold laundry, blankets and comforts, tailoring alterations, leather cleaning, area rug cleaning. They do it all. Visit chgo.cd1.com. Link's in the description, but chgo.cd1.com. Once there, you can pick from the in-store coupon or the online pickup and there's delivery coupon options as well cd1 price cleaners learning that i can't see without my glasses it's not a <laughs> it's a rough moment in time and it also helps when you're in the right rundown well right but i that if you, you gotta see that i couldn't see like i went to the first thing yeah. so i thought it was that that day and i right yeah. anyway I, a long week um i blame no, myself. I point the thumb. It is on me. Thank you. If Look. I were to tell you that members of the Bears uh, media core uh, had bets placed on how many questions Braggs was going to ask Ryan Poles, oh, would you, you be surprised oh, by you that? you guys did, huh? No, not you guys. I heard about this later. Oh, okay. I, I, I can report that Kevin Fishbane lost a bet to Adam Johns. I like Most it. Because, because, under. Well, Kevin did not think you were going to ask a single question, Kevin didn't think wow. that. which I immediately laughed at uh, said I would have set the odds at minus 1000 that at least one question. Get at. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just yeah. it's all money there. Ke- clearly, so. Kevin doesn't know me well enough yet. Yeah, and was, I'm sure that's by design. I, I, <laughs> I, I would have been with Hogan on that. I absolutely knew a question was coming, but when it did come, I did feel like crawling under a table that wasn't there. So I hid behind Mark Rohde. <laughs> You know, you well, your nose popped up. I, I genuinely thought Greg did a good job. I thought oh, the yeah, questions yeah. were timely. Thought he, he had a follow-up. So, yeah. Carm's always telling me to 
be quick with it. Get and it so out Especially there. in that kind of a setting. Yeah. So that was, I was thinking about that advice the whole time. I'm like, all right, I got to say this right. Say it quick. Then the other part is, Karma is directly behind polls in my direct line of sight. So the other thing I was really nervous about when I was asking Ryan questions was catching eye contact with Karm because he would have one made, of these. He would have made me start laughing. A hundred percent would have made that me start laughing. Hilarious. So I, I, I couldn't handle it. I was I was rooting for you. I was nervous. I hid. You did a great job. It was it was a strong Thank performance. You. I give you an A for polls and a. C plus for the only thing though, Greg, there was one cameraman from the NFL network. He kept tapping me to tap you to get out of the way. But you, you, I mean, it worked out. You were asking questions. You're in the zone. So I helped you out. We're all level, all teamwork, uh, understanding of not being in the shot, but also, yeah, man, I don't know. Get there earlier and get a better shot. Well, and and we got the good answer. Yeah. Bragg's got us the answer that everybody polls looks at Caleb as Mahomes and He's going to draft him, basically. That's what you did. Yep. I'm just, yep, go ahead. Here's the last point I want to make on just today with polls and what he had to say, just more of the general overall vibe. Um, and then we'll get to, we'll talk, we'll talk to Ron Rivera here in a second. I think you guys are going to want to hear that interview as well. But look, part of why I love coming down here every year and part of the why I think it's very important to spend significant time down here. And what is really, I know it's called the combine and I know there's workouts and there's all this stuff, but it's really the yearly convention for the NFL. Every GM is here. Every head, I should actually, this has changed. I think like Mike McCarthy is not here. Sometimes there's a few head coaches that don't show up, but almost every head coach is here. Almost every coaching staff is here. Agents, media, Broadcast partners, like literally the whole deal, a lot of this is done this week in Indianapolis. And what that leads to is it just leads to a lot of conversation and something that's very important in what we do here in covering sports and specifically the NFL is just having a feel, like an instinctual feel for what's going on. Yep. And yeah, some of that's a speculation to some standpoint, but it's very informed speculation. And I think that where I'm going with this is last year when we were sitting literally in the same exact spot because they gave us the same exact spot yeah. in the same corner <laughs> nice on, on Radio like Row. And like it. Like the same people are by us too, except the Raiders aren't here. They love us. Um, they, the Raiders got sick of us. They moved all the way over there. <laughs> the Raiders moving again. How about that? Mm-hmm. Who's surprised? Yeah. Um, Luce was asked about Getsy, by the way, and he gave a nice compliment to him. Speaking of the Raiders, keep going. Um, last year, when we were having these almost exact same conversations, because let me ask you this, guys. What pick did the Bears have at this time last year? One. Who was their quarterback? Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. And were there and, and were there quarterback prospects that were being considered for picks one, two, three, et cetera? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the same exact situation. Yep. From just the the pieces of the of the um uh, the currency that the Bears have. Right. And the quarterback that they currently have on their roster. Right. And, and my, the point I'm getting at is it could not be more opposite yep. in what it feels like yep. right now. Mm-hmm. It Last year, we were all sitting here and there was all this conversation. Mike Tannenbaum sat here and he's like, I think that they should trade fields. And we were all just like, regardless of whether you think that or not, it's not happening. Right. It's, it's not happening. This year, 
it could not feel more different. And I thought Ryan Poles multiple times in what he said today sounded much different. Um, there were a couple tiny, tiny, like just tells. And like, he got asked directly, does this combine feel different to you? Mm-hmm. And based on what I just said, it should be the same situation, but he goes, no, it's unique. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. So that right there is a tiny thing. Here's Adam Johns with a quote. He calls it an important quote from Ryan Poles on Justin Fields and team support. Quote, it's my job to think of the long term. And a lot of our guys kind of don't see that. It's not their job to do that. And they defend their guy, which I think speaks volumes about our culture in that locker room. That That is an important quote. Like, he, he's basically saying it's my job to look long term. They might not see that. We're seeing that right now. Right. Did at any point last year, did he have to emphasize that he was going to do right by Justin? No, you know, because all the talk, all the questions, all the rumors this time last year at the combine were about what team is going to trade up to one. Is it going to be the Texans at two? Is there going to be a double trade back? Are the Panthers going to be in on this? Talking to Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich, it certainly seemed like it. And then to your point, Hogue, about what you see, it's it's not just about what you're hearing, but it's just about keeping your eyes open. Ryan Poles was just doing an interview early, earlier, um, right after he was done with the Chicago media. He was talking with a handful of guys that are quote-unquote insiders. And so now you wait a day or so or less than 24 hours, and maybe one of those insiders comes out and says something. Maybe he heard that from a conversation he just had. You know, that's that's kind of how you you try to put the pieces together here at the NFL Combine. We left the Combine last year with a very strong sense that something was going to happen fairly cert- fairly soon as far as when the Bears were going to trade the number one pick. I don't. But they weren't. But they weren't trading Fields. Right. No. We, we knew they, they weren't trading yeah. Justin, and we and 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 we also knew that in all likelihood the number one pick was going to be moved fairly soon, which is exactly what happened when he got the offer that he couldn't refuse from Scott Fitterer. Now, this feels like it could drag on a bit here. Maybe not. Maybe not. But, you know, he's in he's a hurry. Definitely, but he, he's yeah, he's I'm, definitely I'm, being more protective about the win for this decision this year than last year where it felt imminent. I'm in a hurry, but I'm not in a rush. Or however he put it, like, yeah. he's got to sit in the anxiety. That's that's like that's his biggest job right now. But it's also important to point out we haven't even been here for 24 hours right now. So I think the first impressions are big. But wasn't it day two of the combine last year when Jalen Carter, the whole Jalen Carter thing? Yeah, that blew up. Blew up, and we're all sitting there like, "What is going on? He's not coming. He's supposed he was supposed to literally be talking at a podium over there and didn't yep. show up because all of a sudden he was facing well, charges for it. In, in in Georgia. So. There's some wild stuff that can happen down here. There's things that that can change, um, but that's why we're here all week. We're going to talk to a lot of different people. Um, some of those insiders, we're going to try to get here on the show. We're we're going to talk to Jeremy Fowler tomorrow. Potentially, we just got to make sure we get the. He did say yes, but you know how that goes. I learned my lesson. Wow, that was a very no, different answer than he out. gave us right before he, the show. Uh, I talked to him earlier, and he said he would come on tomorrow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He said he would come on tomorrow live on the show, but I just learned my lesson from the Super Bowl. Schedules change. That's true. Things, things happen. That's true. So okay. I just want to preface it because we are hoping to talk to Jeremy Fowler tomorrow. That's the first. Oh, thing. I almost and ran he... over Jeremy Fowler. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But now that we're talking about that, he tried crossing the street with like no sign or like, oh, shoot, I can't cross here. Like, 
All right, Jeremy. What'd you hit him yeah, with? Your car? My car. Oh, you were driving? I was driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, would have been bad because he says dialed in to what's going on with the Bears. Except when he's crossing the everybody. street, he's not dialed in. All right, well, let's definitely not tell him that the guy that almost killed him no, yesterday was on the show. Carm 100% will. Well, wait, but but I'm saying we can once he's on the show, but not before he gets Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Save it. Save I, it I support air. crossing the street how you want to cross the street. That's how I cross the street. I'm more excited about having Fowler on than I was 10 minutes ago, and that's hard to do. So congratulations. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that Fowler does, lives life on his terms. I'm not waiting for some stupid light. I just get to walk because I'm, I'm Jeremy Fowler. I'm Carm. We're also going to bring in Carm's friend, Matt Verderam, at some point. Who's who, the most direct dude of all time. <laughs> yeah. Who might break the internet with his... Justin Fields take if it's the same one we heard 20 minutes before the show started. No one believes in their opinions more than Matt Verderam believes in his opinions. He is and just it's great. He, he, you're not moving him off his stuff yeah. at all. I, all right. He's a great man. Well, one person I can guarantee we're having on the show is Ron Rivera because we already recorded it. We already talked to him. There's no way he's getting out of this one. Um, we uh, had a great talk with Ron, who's always. We walked away from this interview, and Carm goes, is that the nicest man that's ever lived? Seriously. Yeah. He, he, was... he is the best. Oh, You know, long-time Bear, long-time WGN guy before he got back into the whole coaching thing. Then that worked out for him pretty well, being a head coach for as long as he was. Um, well, so, a, lot, a lot of unique connections, too. Carolina yeah. and Cam, and obviously with the commanders and playing the Bears the last couple of years. It's, yeah. it's, it's good stuff. This here. is all Bears talk with Ron, uh, the former head coach at the Carolina Panthers. Washington Commanders, and uh, former D.C. for the Bears, of course, player as well, Ron Rivera. All right, uh, we found Ron Rivera here at the NFL Combine. Of course, uh, law, you're a Bear. We yes. still we consider you a Bear, for sure, without a doubt. Um, so great to see you. Thank you. And we, a couple of things, I mean, we've got a lot of connections, I feel like, with this Bears team that yes. I wanted to ask you about. Okay. I, I want to start with Montez Sweat. Oh, my gosh. Because th this trade that the Bears yep. made uh, with you guys last season – it really worked out. I mean, he, for him to lead two different teams in sacks in yep. one season is, is pretty incredible. But what did you appreciate about Montez, and what did you hate about losing him in the middle of the year too? Well, it's exactly that, losing him, period. I mean, it was one of those things that it was it was a, a decision that was made based on what the value was. Um, obviously, getting that high second-round pick was, was important going forward. Um, and, you know, but unfortunately for us during our situation, you know, that was a, a big part of our pass rush. It really was. But the thing I loved about him is just, first of all, his pure love of, of, of rushing the passer. I mean, he really, his ability to do it is tremendous, but he loves getting off quickly and getting vertical quickly and getting after the quarterback. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that he did that. He's got that kind of ability. He's a tremendous athlete, um, and, and he's a guy that just, again, loves to have success. So some guys, they get that level of money, they might lose a drop of the motivation, but you, said, you already said no. Like, he's not that way at all. It doesn't no. seem like that. So where, where do you, if you were to underline his motivation and his pride in playing the game? I think exactly what you said, his pride in playing the game. He, yeah. he, is a, he is a very prideful young man who wants to have success, who wants to do things the right way, and he'll continue to do that. He'll play like that, you know, and, and he's a guy, I think, that has matured and matured very nicely and is, is going to be a good example for the young guys going forward and be a good leader on his own. He'll learn to step up and you know, and help the guys around him. And, and that's the thing about guys like him is they make the players around them better. You know, because of his ability to get on the hoop and get around the edges forces that quarterback to step into the interior pass rush or the blitzers that are coming from the inside. And that's where the big plays come from everybody else. When I was concerned about like, he's leaving a pretty good defensive line, can he do this? Not on his own, but with less talent around him. And he was able to do it. Did you think that he'd be as impactful without 
who was playing with, with you guys? I did. Yeah. I really did. I mean, because yeah. he, he is that good a football player. Yeah. The Bears are almost trying to go old school with uh, the defensive scheme they brought in with Matty Rufus. It's worked out pretty well, made a huge step forward last year. New defensive coordinator, Eric Washington, you had him in Carolina. What are the Bears getting there with their new DC? Well, I think what they're getting first and foremost is guys that going to make sure that pass rush is special. You know, Eric's, Eric's uh, forte, more so than anything else, has always been the pass rush. Um, he was tremendous for us when we were in Carolina. We had one of the top pass rushers, uh, rushes for the longest time because of, of Eric. And, and he'll come in and have, he'll have tremendous pass rush game plans, that's for sure. Um, the way they practice is going to be different. He, he's going to push these guys to be even better than they have been. So there's a lot of good things that you guys can expect from him. I think he'll bring a, a, a different uh, outlook and a different perspective, having gone from Carolina to Buffalo, working with Sean McDermott and having the success that they had up there. Sean was with me in, in Carolina as well. So there's an opportunity to really pull a lot of good things together there. What should they do at quarterback? What should they, can you? Well, there's there's two perspectives and there's, yeah. there's two thoughts here. Okay, yeah. one is. You know, is Justin your guy? Based on what you started to see, the connection he had with DJ, okay, commit at tight end, the other receivers, um, the potential with this running game, um, add a couple more pieces to the offensive line. Is that good enough for you to get into the playoffs and advance? And that's one of the decisions that has to be made by the upper uh, echelon at at, uh, Hallis Hall. Or... Do you go with the rookie quarterback using the rookie salary to help you put the other pieces in place and then thrust yourself into the playoff picture because you've added the right pieces at the right price and now the economics of football are in your favor? So taking out Justin, Caleb, and I think just as an overall thought process in your coach and the team, would you rather have somebody take a big swing at quarterback so when you when the salary cap comes in where you he's basically there to fill in the holes that you can't always have? Or would you rather just try to build a great team around a capable quarterback? Well, you know, again, a lot of it depends on what you're looking for in terms of the money. I mean, it really does. If, yeah. if, if the finances, you know, have to you know, force you to help make your decisions, then you go with the finance, obviously. And to me is that, is the quarterback you take more than capable? If you believe that and you take that quarterback at number one, because we went through it in Carolina, and we had a rule of thumb when we went through it in the 2011 draft, okay? Is Cam Newton going to be that guy? And if he is, we had to make sure we had the offensive line to protect him, all right? The schemes to protect him. And then we had to have the playmakers around them. So you got to protect them and have playmakers. You know, and for what I've seen, there's some pretty good playmakers, and I do think that there's some stout guys up front. You can add a couple more pieces to the picture. Who knows? That might be the way to go. But if you if you decide to go with Justin, the guy that's established himself, developed the relationships that he has, then you stay there. And again, I I, I can't sit there and tell anybody what to do. I can just tell everybody what I see. But you have an interesting perspective here because you've. You've had to scheme against yep. this Bears team the last two seasons. What was what is that like trying to prepare for Justin Fields? Well, see, and this is the one thing that I'm going to say about all these young quarterbacks that are coming out there: the ability to extend the play and get the ball downfield is probably the most disruptive thing to defenses right now, because the ability to to to, to move and keep those receivers going downfield create the opportunity for the explosives, and that's where you can get into a lot of trouble. Secondly, if he can't throw it, he can run it. Now, the problem that comes into when you're starting to see this happen to a lot of those young quarterbacks that are running, they're getting hurt. They're taking big shots, so you've got to be aware of that. And that could be true for some of these guys that are coming out uh, this year in this year's draft because they're all mobile. 
They can extend plays, but they can also make plays downfield with their feet. So again, it's, 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 there's going to be a trade-off. So if you do anything, you better make sure you've got not just a good young quarterback, but a quality backup ready to go. Last one, favorite, can you give me a favorite moment on the field as a Bear? Oh gosh, there's so many of them. There really are. It's yeah. funny, um, I was in town recently for an autograph signing, and uh, it's funny because um, you know, I haven't been able to do anything like that in the last 20 years. And so this, this company thought I would be, it would be really good for me to be there because now these people that have been doing Super Bowl 20 stuff can get it back. So I would have to say probably my most favorite moment obviously was when uh, the clock read 0 in the Superdome. Yeah. Um, you know, winning that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 20 was about as special as it gets. Um, but one of the most special things that happened most recently was finding out Steve McMichael is a Hall of Famer now. I mean, that to me is about as, as, as classy as it gets. A guy that's well-deserved because, you know, so much credit goes to the guys that make all the plays. And he made a lot of plays. But the thing that Steve did more so than anything, anybody else on that football, on that defense, was he helped make the guys around him even better. If you can imagine, he helped Dan Hampton be better. He helped, he helped uh, Richard Dent be better. He helped Mike Singletary be better. He helped us all be better. Why? Because he did the dirty work, and yet he still was productive, too. The biggest voice ever. Yeah. Love uh, Mongo. Bear for life, Ron Rivera. We could talk to you for hours. Oh, but hey. we, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look at that thing right there. Love it. Thanks so much. All right, guys. No, I appreciate yeah, it. So nice Thank you, guys. You. Thanks so much, man. No, you're welcome, it. guys. Appreciate it. How about the Super Bowl ring right there for you? If you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, you put it right up to the camera. Um, back here on... I guess we're calling this radio row still. You the should, NFL yeah. Combine. Adam Ogmar, Carmen, Greg Braggs. Uh, Nick left to uh, get some writing done for all CHGO, so make sure you check that out. And then uh, Steven producing here. We're going to get through some super chats with him momentarily. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that you should absolutely love that he's wearing that Super Bowl ring everywhere he goes. He's been Stop. around the league for 10,000 years, and he's wearing Super Bowl twenty. I was number 59, wasn't the best player on the field, barely got on the field, still wearing that ring. That's so how much it means to him. What was his... What was his verse in the song? He wasn't in the song, Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that a real question or not a real uh, question? It was a real question. You don't know the whole Super Bowl show in my heart? No, I'm, I was two months old when the Bears won the Super Bowl, okay. not 37 years old. No, I know. Uh, I, yeah. Right. No, don't lean into the history of the one time the Bears have won the Super I Bowl. I do have the VHS tape, though. Yeah, no, I wouldn't watch it. I would never pay attention to that. We're definitely not going to talk about how Carm forgot who two very obvious people were today. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, he only knows the Super Bowl shuffle yeah. song. Listen, I'm uh, things are going <laughs> south for me in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> I lean into my youth. All right, should we get to yeah, whatever Steven, we're going to get to? Steven, I can see them as well, but if you want to read them off, fire away. Yeah. First one here from Billy Sports Take: twenty dollars. Bragg's in the suits. Yeah, yeah. Really brush today, Braggs. I gotta yeah, say, man, I, I, you know, I, I dress to impress, man. Like, I don't know, I just, I don't know, I don't think Flus was very impressed. Flus was not impressed with me. <laughs> I, I, I it, yeah, I, I am ninety eight percent certain he knows I fired him four times. It's nothing personal. I'm, we, I'm still rooting for him, but he was, is either that or he was not feeling me jumping over Jason Leisure, and it's like, hey, you know what? I got there first. I was there 20 minutes before anybody else. Like, to me, that's right. like a badge of honor thing. You should show respect. Like, hey, I was here before anybody. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Don't hate. Some of us showed up when he was already talking. That was me. And look, love you, but he, Flus has got 
his people that he knows and is comfortable with. Yes. You, you're a total wild card. Right. They all get to talk to him every week. This is my one chance to talk to him. So I'm going to ask mm-hmm. a few more questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. Are you going to wear? A, I'm sorry that I tried to fire you. You going to wear a suit every day this week? Not not a suit every day, but I am dressing nicely every day. Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, I got to go to the mall. I'm not going to dress like a complete jackass like some people on this set. Go I, ahead. It's a nice shirt, though. Get it at chcolocker.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough plug there. I mean, really. I mean, really. It's not the best plug for CHGL Locker I've wow. ever heard. Wow. <laughs> Did upper management hear this? Uh, I mean, that, 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 hey, I like the, yeah. 30% off right now through Wednesday. Yeah. Now's the time. Yeah. Get that sale. What did you call that shirt? I didn't call. I said he's dressed like a jackass for the event we're at. Not oh. that the shirt oh. is bad. Oh. The shirt is oh. amazing. I would wear it anywhere with pride. And you should too. At thirty percent off, uh, basically everything in the store, with the exception of the the new Chelios drop, which is a sweet ass. That is sweet. Well. I want one of those. I did do a quick scan of the room here. Yep. And uh, yeah, Carmelo only one wearing a t shirt. Yeah, he's dressed like. What he are just you talking woke up. about? Everyone knows the hoodie is the real NFL combine. Look, uh, pick uniform. A, I mean, Steven, Steven's here for the first time ever. And he's rocking a hoodie. Pick a slob, any slob. They all look like slobs to me. Come on. Those shirts. You're, we're, what is that? An Eddie Bauer shirt from 1986 over there? Come on. Are you uh, talking about Kent, our producer for Hogan Johns, who's rocking a Hogan Johns hat, which you can buy at HoganJohns.com? Yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $5 super chat here from Dibs. First source, Karma's campaigning for Bajan to be QB1 next season. Ryan Poles looked him dead in the eyes and called him a sardine. Yeah. Is there any truth to that? Dibs. I not no, I'm not sure. First of all, I have not campaigned for QB1 for for my guy Tyson Bajant, but I'm not saying he couldn't do it because he <laughs> is Tyson Bajant and he is Tyson Bajant, man. He's Tyson, he's the secret <laughs> Bajant man. I, I love change the words. All right, Oscar Styles. That feels like it was three, from three Oscar years Styles. ago, by the way, yeah. when Bajan was playing quarterback. Two and two. Yeah. One of the best records in Bear quarterback history. Johnny Manziel told Shannon Sharp he couldn't break down defenses in the NFL, and that's why he wasn't successful. Do you think that Justin's problem and why he will be traded? Um, No, I don't. I wouldn't say that's one of J- Justin's greatest strengths, but I don't think it's nearly as much. a pr- Johnny Manziel had a lot more problems than just that, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's putting it simply. I, I think I think I think that was more Mitch Trubisky's problem when it came to reading defenses, um, specifically post snap. I think Justin I think Justin can do it. I think he does do it. I think he's just like I say many, many times, just a tick too slow. And then pulling the trigger on what he actually is seeing. And there could be some PTB, PTBD post and some, there's, there's just some stress being the Bears quarterback. <laughs> Feel like that? PTSD, PTBD? I think that's excellent. Post traumatic Bears distress. <laughs> that needs to be cut so bad. PTBD. He's got it, man. 
came in with Maggie. PTBD. He's got PTBD. He, trying, he tries to get it, and he just goes, I think there's some stress playing Bears quarterback, yeah, which but, is the biggest understatement in the history of anything that's ever been said about the yeah, franchise. But no one's ever got PTBD <laughs> the way I just did. That's brilliant by me. Point, you're, point, Carm. You're a brilliant man. Thank you. Post-traumatic Bears disorder? Yes. It's. I could work on it a little bit better. PTBD. There's something that that's fantastic. There, it, it needs to be. There needs to be. I mean, we, if we got yeah. hits, we can have an acronym for what Justin went through as quarterback of the Bears. But behind the camera that everyone watching can't see is our awesome PHNX crews here, and they're all just looking at me like, "This is what you deal with every day." These yeah. guys are have so yeah. much respect for the brilliance that I bring to the table every day. Look <laughs> at them. Bo is like, dude, if I could get to work with this guy every day, think about what he could do for me. I could see it. Right? That's what he's doing. All right, next. Yeah, we got 15 more of these. Phil, we work out a trade here. 15 more. <laughs> yeah. 15 more super chats. I heard. Phil Unin, $5. The thing is, if Foles trades the pick and then Caleb ends up winning rookie of the year, Foles won't be here to draft another QB. Um, That's accurate. <laughs> I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, for a guy who's got his career a little bit on the line, he's he's acting pretty yeah. damn confident. But, well, I don't agree with that completely. It wouldn't happen that fast. But yes, if Caleb's on the rookie of the year track and it doesn't work out with Justin, and then there's a firing coming. Probably not that fast, but eventually. Fluce is probably gone then. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate you. Two dollars from football CF Candy. Do you did you hear Fluce's fourth quarter quote? Justin equals last in the fourth quarter. I did hear his fourth quarter yeah. quote and two minute and toughness and JJ Just, McCarthy. Justin's got the toughness. The two minute has not been a Bears forte. No, neither is the right. fourth he, quarter or third down or. And then he talked about like you know the importance of situational football. And then I asked him like how he felt he did calling plays in situational football, and he wanted to kill me. Yeah, ten dollars from Bird seven ninety one. Why isn't there a QB accuracy test at the combine like there was in the QB challenge in the 90s? This could have also saved us the trouble of draft, drafting Cade McDown. Um, I mean, there is. Well, they do throw. They, I mean, they, throw. they do throw. The throwing's whatever. You're not even wearing pads. You're throwing the otherwise. I don't know. It, 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 Look, as much as we made fun of Carm for falling asleep at the workouts last year inside Lucas Oil Stadium, like, there's to me the workouts here don't matter a ton. I, I, the the numbers do. Like, I want to cross, but again, it's not the end of the world. It's just I want to cross check forty times, and if there's a weird outlier, then you then you double check that with the you know with the tape and stuff like that. But I. I don't know the throwing. When I hear that, like that a quarterback's not throwing at the combine. Drake may Caleb Williams. Da Daniel yeah, Jeremiah. Whatever. Daniel Jeremiah had a nice fifteen-minute clip I watched, um, where he broke down the import or what they're looking for in some of these drills. It was actually a really informative um, piece they put out. He talked about like the three cone drill and, and different things and and highlighting what's important for each position. So I, I do think there is something to be drawn from it. But, yeah, the spectacle that they put on over there at Lucas Oil is more of a 
dog and pony show as far as for the fans are concerned. What's next, Steven? Yeah, this one's special for you, Karm. Uh, from Nathan Lopez, $5. Why did no one ask Foos about Phil Snow? Cough, cough, Karm. Oh, my. You know, I, I, since great you coverage, know, guys. Love the show. Watch it every day. Kelly. It's a great question. I've been on Karm for days about this, actually, and he's done nothing about it. It's been very disappointing. I think it's the biggest mystery. Where did Phil Snow go? It's a huge, 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 huge blunder by me. I did. They I, hired his replacement the other day, and you still haven't talked about him. Yeah, I. And I guarantee you, can't even name his name right now. Matt Pease is that him? Actually, pretty good job. Okay, good job. Thank, thank, <laughs> thank you. I look, I, I, I was so focused on six other things with Flus, and I got one question and got denied left and right. I apologize. Excellent job. I will work on that this week and try to be better. And get that information because I do want to know what happened to Phil Snow. My mom is in the chat saying I just bought a CHGO sweatshirt today at 30% off. There you go. go. Good Let's job, go, Barb. Get it in now. Um, all right. Keep Two dollars from Chubbs82. Justin is gone. So many in denial of this. Chubbs. Always, always just able to bottom line things when others can't. He's just ahead of the curb, Chubbs. Yep. He's a hard line guy. Yep. This Chubbs knows. Alex Amerling, $2. I would think a field trade gets done by next week. It's not out of the realm of possibility that something happens here. And it, it, you know, this week, you know, I mean, last year, Adam Schefter put out a, a tweet that was like the number one pick is for sale. It was pretty defiant. And then that, tr- then that trade did happen a week later. At some point, the bears and Caleb Williams are going to meet. And is that the last thing they have to, you know, get over the hump on? Are they really going to drag this all the way out to the pro day? I doubt it because they also want to do right by Justin Fields. Yeah, the poll said as much today, too. Yeah. Um, I, that's another thing that feels a little bit different. Um, but again, that might change by the end of the week. I would say last year it felt a little bit more imminent that there was going to be movement quicker. Um, well, let's see if it, the narrative we'll changes yeah. after they meet. Yeah, we'll see if it changes by the by the time we leave here on Friday for sure. Jalen will be tagged. We'll be we'll be here a week from now. There will be no trade and or with Justin and or the pick. That's a brilliant car. Victor Cruz, ten dollars. I don't think Justin is a top three issue in the offense. Why use a number one overall pick? Get him the best receiver in the draft and draft Latu at nine. Address the center and guard in free agency. Go Bears. Victor, speak with your heart. Victor, like it. Appreciate it. It's an option. Sure. Absolutely, it's an option. $20 from Big Krem. Got to respect Bragg's dressing to impress. Granted, still looks like a lawyer that will end up getting you more jail time than getting you out of trouble. But mm-hmm. shout out to him because he keeps giving me Karm profile pics. Okay. He's using the new. <laughs> oh, the yeah. yeah. He, he went. He, he went. I, I, I got my photo from last <laughs> night that John Lovitz. You look like such an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I've, spe- I've spent the entire show hoping that I don't get sprayed by your face. So it, <laughs> it's, we're doing this on talking about you, this. No, you just did it. So then I retaliated as hard as I possibly could. And by the way, Bragg doesn't get credit for that photo because it was taken by our waiter, Matt. Six four. Who you called you 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 just sized him up. You didn't you didn't ask him his name. What's up, six four? And he's like, well, excuse me, aren't this you? Way, this is a true story. Waiter comes up to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys been here before? Bragg's sitting basically under him goes six four. 
And he goes, and he was like, he's like, yeah, my height, yeah, six four, yeah, exactly, I nailed am. it, weirdo, nailed it. And then six four took the photo. Six four took the photo. Yeah, I'll take the next photo. <laughs> it was not six four's fault that you look like that. No, it's terrible. I've been eating terrible. I my I injured my calf. I put on weight. I look horrible. It was a bad hair day too. Everything everything went wrong. And I'm, I'm and you know if I. Never mind, I won't say that. Keep going. What's next? <laughs> a big one here from the Duke. Fifty dollars. The Duke. He's back. He's back. I miss the Duke so much. I can't. I have been sleeping he's back Duke. once he's more. Super chatting while okay. he's naked. But, uh, don't know what that meant. All that's right. Weird. What if the Bears do both? What if they fall in love with Daniels or Drake? What if we trade Justin and everyone thinks it's Caleb Williams, but then draft night comes and we trade back? Did everyone get what they wanted? Did no one? Shower thought. See, shower wow, that, thought. Now it makes shower sense. thought. He was I, naked. They, well, and good job by the Duke. It's like not when easy. you told Rich Eisen last year that you watch him in the shower. I listened Duke's, to him in the shower, and and he and I emailed him about it, and he never came on the show. You know, week. now that you've been on his show, yeah, you need to figure that out this weekend. Yeah, yeah that's true. You go up to him, you say you gave us your email last year, you promised to come on the show, you didn't come on the show, and now you're using my questions on your show. This yeah, is yeah, unacceptable. Yeah. You go tell Rich I'm Eisen. I'm going that. to. Yeah, I am going to. Yeah. See how that goes for you. <laughs> I think you should, and I can't. Please report back. Maybe tonight when we're painting the town red till three in the morning. Can't wait. Red? Paint the town red? Have you never? Because the Badgers are going to beat IU tonight. Down Ooh, yeah. a battle of two crappy Big Ten teams. That seems aggressive and not accurate. <laughs> what what <laughs> else did the Duke have to say? The Duke showers us with more money. I'm changing sides. I now want Fields to be traded, and I want them to trade back out of one. I want everyone or no one to be happy. I'm on Team Chaos now. I want to watch the Bears' Twitter burn. I say no quarterback. I, no more. We don't even need to have a quarterback. Start Roshan Johnson. Their flu had some nice. Go words back to there. Wildcat. We don't need a quarterback. We need a football team. Make 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 Cole come at the QB. All right. Twenty dollars <laughs> from Dan Evans. Didn't leave a message, but we truly appreciate the support. Make, make Tony Medlin the QB. Okay, Tony Medlin. Better hug. Yeah. Well, wow. no, I, I think we're look what you guys did. You got Nick and Hogue just off the show now. I just think Hogue might be. This isn't my fault. I think Hogue might be trying to bring he us in a power guest. He's literally just power walking. No, he's going to the bathroom. He's, he's got just, a, he's got a great bounce. I love I love Hogue's walk. Talk about not having control of your bladder. What time is is, is the yes. next? Do we need to be out of here? Yeah, we should probably move move on here. Right, keep we going. absolutely next should. Vibing with the dogs. Five dollars super chat. Greg, I'll be there Saturday. You better say hi and wish me a happy belated because I'll be twenty four on Wednesday. Who said this? Vibing with oh, the dogs. Elise. Elise is going to be in town on Saturday. Yeah. We'll see if I wish you a happy birthday. It's just a matter of how nice you are to me on Twitter. Are we just going to ignore that Carm just barked into our headsets? I'll, I'll was... be, when she says, I'll be there Saturday, where is the there? combine to watch the quarterbacks? Oh, she was here last year as well. I see. I see. Yeah, Elise is a good friend. We'll see if I'm nice to her and wish her a happy birthday. I'll be here on Saturday as well. Elise, that vibing with the dogs bark was solely for you and only for you. Who do we got? $5 from Tito. If you trade the pick, you build up the team and have more room for error. If you pick at one and nine, they have to hit. Which would you rather have? Depends on the 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 package of picks you get in the trade. You know, and that's where you guys were talking about yesterday with Peter King. And he's saying trade back one spot, get one first round pick, one second round pick. Very- trade back from two to eight, get one first round pick from the Falcons, get their second round pick. Uh, to, for me, 
That's not enough. I need a lot more. A lot more. Bears fans, they have the number one pick. There is a consensus top quarterback in the draft. It would be unprecedented if you passed on that opportunity. It just you I think we got to settle into some level of reality here. They have the number one pick. There is a consensus number one there. Yep. We have not won the Super Bowl since 1985 and quarterback play. I get all the things. It's just, it would be very surprising if they don't do it. Very surprising. $5 from sweetness. 34. The next time, the next week fields, this time next week fields will be traded. I love the kid and we didn't set him up for the best, but let's be logical here. He's gone. Correct. Correct. As far as the the loving and want the best for him and all the things. Uh, your favorite car, Matt Nuku, five dollars. Oh, Still sounded right down the middle for polls. Keeping those cards close to the chest, calm, cool, cool and collected as always. Bear down. He was Nuku. You're absolutely right. He, he was laughing when he walked up to the podium, he, smiling. He he was he had all the 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 chill yet focused floose vibes or polls vibes. Excuse me. You're you you. Well subbed up once again by Nuku, my guy. Another super chat from Vibing with the Dogs, $2. I'll ask each of you just one team here. Where do you think Fields ultimately ends up? Steelers. I'll throw a wild card in there, Denver. Got no money. Need a QB. Pittsburgh has said nice things about Kenny Pickett. Every time I bring that up, people scream at me, but I'll throw. I'll go Denver. I like it. Last one here, $5 from Hector Zambrano. All this fuss about Fields and Williams while behind the scenes, Bajan is working his ass off. And like Purdy, <laughs> he may be the better quarterback. I, is I, that your burner, Carm? It, it isn't, but it should be. And look, my understanding is that right now Tyson Bajan is doing uh, both a downward dog and uh, and a plank, and he's got and he's working on his flexibility with the shoulder to get that arm strength where it needs to be. So he's having a big-time offseason. All right, that was the last one. I want to remind everyone to subscribe. We're trying to hit 50,000 subscribers by Monday, which will be CHGO's two-year anniversary. So please help us get there. We're under 1,000 away right now. And make sure you hit the like button as well. Pass along to a friend. Do whatever you got to do to, uh, if you love the show, to support the show. We really appreciate it. I don't know what happened to Adam Hogue, but it was he's a great pooping. effort today. Hogue's pooping. <laughs> he, he went to the bathroom. He hasn't been out yet, so he's clearly pooping. And uh, so just... Also, you know, we've been doing, we did a diehard overtime yesterday and it was a solid two hours of telling combine stories from last year. I'm going to do everything I can to do diehard, not, you know, overtimes where we normally go immediately following the show. But when we get back to our residency that we're staying in here in Indianapolis, I'm going to do some more diehard stuff on the discord channel, talking to people about what we're seeing and hearing and, and more of an exclusive conversation for the people that sign up to be a diehard. So you go to allchgo.com slash diehard and hop into the Discord spaces, as we call it, and you can hang out and talk with us, and I'm going to come on it as much as I can all week long with you guys. Our Bears 100 board is in there as we go, we continue to throw information as we uh, compile it on the various draft picks, the various options, get that T-shirt. It's a great way to support us. We really appreciate it when you do allchgo.com. All right, for... The writing, Nicholas Moriano, and as Greg Braggs eloquently put it, the pooping, Adam Hogue, <laughs> and our producer, <laughs> producer Stephen, host Greg, yours truly, Carm. 
Thank you to Ron Rivera for being on today. Thank you to, uh, yeah, I guess the Flus and the Poles for speaking today. And that, and we were at least able to hang out with them. Hopefully, we'll get them on the show sometime soon, like within the next year. We will see you tomorrow. Huge guest tomorrow, Jeremy Farler, and a whole lot more. We're here at the Combine all week. Tell a friend you love CHGO Bears. We'll see you next time. We all city like the mayor. 